Well, hello, everyone, and thanks for joining us today for our next episode of Mixed Messages with Jeff Bogue. My name is Joe Caruso, and I'll be your host as we dig into today's topic. Well, from news sources to comedians, from friends to advertisements, it seems everyone has an idea of how we should think, live, and make decisions. But when everyone disagrees, how do we cut through the noise? How do we sift through all the information overload and choose what actually governs our lives? As we pray and process these things, we want to offer a resource to navigate some of the day's most pressing topics and questions. Jeff, guess what? What? This <laughs> is our 100th episode that's of Mixed kind Messages. Of a, that's a, a tad bit amazing, actually. Yeah, I agree. I figured we'd do two or three and wrap it up. But I know. Here, I know. Here we are. It's fantastic. Does it anybody is. besides like your mother-in-law listen to this? <laughs> I know a couple people that don't <laughs> that that have committed their life to me and uh, and, and said vows at a, at a wedding ceremony and all those things. No, I'm just kidding, but uh, I think there's at least a handful. That's awesome. Um, I mean, our favorite Bob Ball listens pretty. Bob regularly. Ball listens. Um, you know, it is. I'll be honest. Just, it's amazing every once in a while who will say, "Man, this episode or that." I'm like, you listen to the podcast. Yeah. Like, <laughs> wow. Wow, thank you. You know, it's just, it's really, really fun. Like, hope, even even I, when I'm traveling and stuff, sometimes I'll get people, I'm like, really? That's cool. Yeah. I, I hope it's been helpful. That I mean, I remember when we started it, the whole idea was like to, to long form at, answer questions that are on people's hearts and minds, but don't really show up like in the services or the pulpit kind of a thing. Right. And so I hope we've covered a lot of ground with it. So We, we really have. Yeah, we really, really have. And today, we're going to cover more ground. Oh, I'm beyond excited, Joe. You are excited. This was, um, well, first of all, before we get into the topic, with this being our 100th episode, there's a few fun things we're going to do at the end of the episode. So if you're one of those people that tune out when I start saying, if you'd like to submit a question, you don't want to do that, because we have a few fun things for you. That's a uh, teaser, To celebrate our 100. It is. It's a, make sure you listen to the whole episode and or fast forward to the last minute and a half. Uh, Um, but, uh, today we have a pseudo listener submitted question. Okay. You submitted it. I did? This was a topic that you wanted to talk about. Oh. Yeah. So, uh, I didn't realize that. It is. Yeah. This was something that, um, you actually get to define and direct how this episode goes, Jeff, for the first time in a hundred (laughs) episodes. This is very, very, no wonder my piece of paper is blank. Yep. That's pretty much it. Normally, Jasmine says, here's what you should talk about. But today, Jeff, you get to talk about what you want to talk about. That's fantastic. Yeah. So, those of you that don't know, Jasmine is our wonderful, she basically is the one that makes it possible for us to be listened to and heard and seen and uh, and not look like idiots. Doing She's it, so. great. She is great. She's fantastic. Yeah, I, I feel like prison was healthy. I, I just feel like <laughs> she's one of those <laughs> people who were <laughs> truly reformed. <laughs> oh goodness! And she's not even had them on a microphone to defend herself. I feel like <laughs> of all the episodes that something could flash on the screen. Yeah. Or like have something edited in, like, no, seriously, that's not true. This is going to be the one where Jasmine's like, nope, didn't do that. That was not me. Um, yeah. Wow. Well, Jeff, today's question is basically this. Um, we live, most of our listeners, uh, certainly you and I, uh, live in North America, um, and there's a lot of hope and dreams and uh, quote-unquote promise that if we live relatively speaking, to somewhere around our mid-60s, that then the rest of our time on Earth 
can be spent enjoying retirement. Mm-hmm. That's at least the hope. Uh, we can throw all the caveats out there. That's obviously not the reality for everybody uh, that that's even possible to dream about. But that's certainly the dream of most Americans. Yeah. Um, and even the reality of some of our listeners, like retirement. It's this wonderful mini pre-heaven utopia that Jesus promises us, right? That'll be the question. <laughs> That's the question. Uh, wrong. I, I, um, I. How should we frame that up? Yeah. Well, I, I'll just go for it. Like part of what Joe's driving at here is, I actually have a pretty strong aversion to the idea of retirement mm-hmm. um, because I cannot find it in the scripture anywhere. Um, I can find uh, storing things up for your future, mm-hmm. right? So I don't think savings accounts are evil. Um, I don't think, you know, your IRA is, you know, of the devil or anything like that. Um, so I'm not talking about, like, preparing financially, um, et cetera. You know, when, when I think about retirement, I think about preparing financially. I would, I would like to get to a point financially in my life where God's people don't have to take care of me anymore. Mm, yeah. And that, that is financial planning, right? So God's people are so generous. I'm able to put a little bit aside every month. I want to build that up to where that can support me. And then the church doesn't have to pay me anymore. Right. That's different than retirement. So mm-hmm. I, w- I would separate those two things. That's I would separate uh, financial planning. I would separate like utilizing your Social Security benefits, that kind of stuff, from the idea that I check out and I do what I want to do the rest of my life uh, because I worked hard and I deserve this. Um, I'll just tell you from personal experience that when, when I see people do that, um, when people quit using their bodies and they quit using their brains, they usually die. Mm. Uh, they don't last long because we were not created by God to be idle and we were not created by God to, to be uncurious about things. And even medical research will tell you this. Like, if you quit moving, it's horrible for your health. If you quit thinking and being curious, it's horrible for, like, your brain, your physical brain health, let alone your emotions. There's no concept in the Scripture that says that I should quit working. There's no concept in the Scripture that says that I should withdraw my life from other people. Mm -hmm. And there's zero concept in the Scripture that says that I should check out of the church. Sure. The teachings of the Scripture would be the opposite. Um, If I don't have to go labor to make income, it frees me up more to give my life to people. Um, if I'm freed up more to give my life to people, I'm to be a person who has gleaned wisdom. I should double down on communicating or giving that wisdom to the people around me. Um, and uh, um, and I should keep myself moving. So we work, work is not a result of the fall. That's mm-hmm. a misnomer, right? Um, when the when the Bible says because Adam and Eve fell into sin, it, it, the Bible talks about how the ground would not give up its fruit. But Adam and Eve worked in the garden. Mm-hmm. 
So when I stop working and achieving and and producing something, I'm actually working against the essence of the image of God that's created in me. Mm-hmm. That's why work gives life. Now, it might be nice to retire and do work that you enjoy more. Sure. Um, it might be nice to retire and say, I don't feel the same obligation from work to bring home this paycheck. Uh, but I look at guys, I, I always say when I retire or when I get that age, I want to go on the uh, Bob Combs, Newt Larson retirement plan. <laughs> so Bob is 83. I think Newt is older than that, maybe 85. And they are still counseling, still teaching, still meeting, uh, actually still traveling, and still curious to learn new things and invest their lives into the, the to the people around them. And so we can look and say, well, they have their physical health. I'm like, right, they also keep moving. I was just with Pastor Bob, who's 83, a couple days ago. He's like, yeah, I still go to the gym three days a week. I work out hard. And he said, I, I work up a sweat. And I'm like, right, they're not drawing incomes from the church per se, but they're still giving their life away in, in a major way. And, and what quote-unquote retirement did was allow them to do that more and more. Yeah. And there's other examples of that of people all around the church and, and maybe in our listeners' personal lives. Uh, they're happy, they're healthy, and they're mentally sharp because they're not sitting on a beach uh, rotting Right. You know, they're not playing shuffleboard every day. Right. Um, my father-in-law is an example of this. He's 75. He took a retirement from the church. He still does counseling. He still does a lot of funerals. He hates the winter. So he does go to Florida for six weeks in the middle of the winter. Sure. And he has friends down there. And, you know, so I'm not saying don't do any of that stuff. But he also signed up to be a chaplain for Samaritan's Purse. So he was just at... A her or a tornado relief place. Uh-huh. Now he can't do it as long as he used to. Uh-huh. He can't, but he's got some wisdom sure. and something to give away. And he and God has blessed him with some physical health, which he also works at. He uh-huh. plays a lot of pickleball. Yeah, so he keeps moving. But he's like, I'm going to take this freedom and I'm going to invest it. He invests a lot into his grandchildren. It's yep. just the way to think about it. Yeah, we. I uh, there's a friend of ours uh, who. Um, they, they, like you said, separate the two. They've done well with their finances to prep and pr- prepare for later in life. Um, they snowbird. They go down. But, like, when they are down in the Florida area, like, they volunteer a lot. Matter of fact, this particular person I'm thinking of, like, they're working with one of our One City networks here in Akron to actually open up a new nonprofit here yeah. in the Akron area because of where they were volunteering when they snowbird down in Florida. And it's a great passion of theirs. They're trying to do those things. Like, they are actively using what God has allowed them to accumulate between, uh, well, resources, but also wisdom and experience, and continue to build into that with other people. Yeah. What what I can't find in Scripture, I can't find anywhere where you check out of the church. Mm-hmm. Uh, the kids are raised, the nest is empty, we're out. We quit serving, we, qu- we quit investing in younger generations. The Scripture would teach exactly the opposite. Uh, I can't find in Scripture where you sever all relationships. 
uh, we've been neighbors with them for 30 years. Now we moved to be in the sun 24-7, 365. We never speak to you again. Um, We moved away from our grandchildren. Um, uh, We have the time to invest in them, like would be healthy and good, but we would rather, Mm -hmm. you know, be in in an RV somewhere. I don't see any of that. I'm not talking about vacations. I'm not talking about elongated vacations, which is what snowbirding is. I I don't want to put out a false guilt. I'm talking about a mindset that says... Um, I, I serve, I gave, I invested my whole life. I'm 65. I get to be selfish till I die. Right. And that mindset does not exist in the scripture. And, and in my opinion, it should not exist in the body of Christ. Well, and it would seem illogical if you have um, the desire to serve as Jesus has come to serve and love, because generally speaking, and I know there's always exceptions to this rule, but generally speaking, at that age, you would have more time and resources to give, and that's when you might be tempted to flip the switch and not be involved in any of that. Yeah, who who has... Uh, if I am uh, 60 and you are um, uh, 30, mm-hmm. who's got the parenting skills? Right. Like I, I've, I've actually like now I know what I'm doing in parenting, so I'm going to share that with no one. Mm-hmm. Uh, now I have some life skills and directions. I'm not giving that to anybody. Mm-hmm. Now I and and it's a it's a selfish mindset that doesn't exist. I don't want to, <clears throat> I don't want to guilt people into saying we live under the same pressure. I remember when Pastor Bob retired and I took over the church. Um, the day he retired, we were kind of wrapping him up and celebrating him a little bit. I went back in the office. He was in the office, and I had to go directly into a meeting about a vision campaign. And I said, Bob, you want to come in? He, go, he goes, nope. And he walked out the door and kind of <laughs> laughed at me a little bit. I'm not saying we have to do what we don't enjoy, but like Pastor Bob is an example. He counsels people every day. He visits the hospital all the time. He, he is available at a moment's notice. He's pouring his life into 20-year-olds around us. Uh, he does funerals for his friends that have passed away. He, he's very active in ministry, not at the same pace and not in the same ways. And there are every vocation, there's a part of it that it's a young person's game, mm. right? Jeff, you, you work the 80 hours this week. I don't have that in me anymore. Sure. But he gives his life away. Yep. And he fights for his health so that he can give his life away. Yep. Not so that he can, like, live longer. Right. You know? Um, I just, I think it's an important way to think about things. Now, what's fun is um, there's actually a whole lot of vision behind that. Because, you know, I remember when I grew up and, like, my grandparents were my favorite people on the earth. When I watch my granddaughter, uh, or my granddaughter, my daughter look at her grandparents, like 
Um, actually, as of this recording, even this weekend, she's staying the whole weekend with grandma and grandpa, and she can't wait. She hasn't shut up about it all week. Like, yeah. and I'm like, do do you not like living at home? Like, you know, just like, <laughs> but she won't stop about. It. She's just so excited to be with grandma and grandpa. Like when I think back to like. Um, especially my early days in ministry, like some of those men and women that were in their 50s, 60s, and 70s that would pull me aside and encourage me or talk to me or pour into me, like it meant the world to me. Like there is this carte blanche of opportunity to be some people's favorite people on the planet, whether they're your family, whether they're people you meet through volunteering in an organization, whether they're the people you're investing in at your church, like you have the wisdom and the love and the patience, God willing, to be amazing resources for the rest of the struggling and hurting and anxious world. Like, you're primed for it. It's wonderful. Yeah, yeah and, and and our world is long for it. You know, they did a study a few years ago, and what they did was they looked at um, kids who stay in church after high school. Mm. And they, instead of kids who leave the church, kids who stay, and they were looking for trends, traits. And one of the things they found was that kids were much more likely to stay if they have what they called intergenerational relationships. Yeah. You are a stage of life, if your nest is empty, um, or or if it's been empty for a while, you, you have this incredible opportunity Kids are not looking for buddies. They're looking for parents. That's the missing piece in their life. Mm-hmm. And if you know how to parent, if you were, quote, unquote, successful with that, your kids love Jesus, they love you, you know, kind of, you are a gold mine. Yeah. Because there's many, many people who have young babies and maybe teenagers or, you know, they're three, four generations deep in divorce, three, four generations deep in dysfunction. Mm-hmm. They want to follow Jesus. They don't They don't want to put their kids through the pain they went through as a kid, but they mm-hmm. don't have any idea how to avoid it. Yep. If you check out yep. and you're sitting on the beach, how are they supposed to find you? Mm-hmm. You also have resources that they don't have. I, I, I tell people all the time, you if you're older, and let's just say it's like an empty nest kind of a thing, your secret weapon is your house. Yeah. And the fact that you can open your house and you can put a pizza on the island, that's a big, big deal. Host the group. Be kind to them that way. Um, but don't uh, uh, you don't have to lead it. You mm-hmm. just have to be around people and build relationships with it. Yeah, and I was... Um Gosh, there's just so many opportunities. Like, if if your peers are going through life crises, they very rarely want to listen to the 30-year-old that thinks they know what to do. They want to hear from their peers that have lived it and are trusting in the Lord right. in similar circumstances. I just did a hospital visit not that long ago, and I happened to show up at the same time that a wonderful leader from our church who is much closer in age to the person who's close to their death on on the bed like and I watched him be able to do incredible ministry to that person that's ailing because this person understands what it's like like yeah my body's not the same that it used to be yeah, yeah I've actually had a lot of thoughts about what's next too blah 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 I'm like 
what a perfect way. So like maybe there's a listener that's like, Jeff, I want to invest in the next generation, but I think I'd be terrible at it. I'm like, your peers and even those that are old, like super older than you, yeah. they need you too. This you're is, in the prime. This is what I mean, guys. Like as you're older and you're thinking about retirement, I'm not talking about doing the junior high all nighter. <laughs> right. That that's what the interns are for. Like right. they're they're young, they can do it, they can not sleep for three days and function. I yep. can't do that. Right. But I'm not ta- I am talking about not sitting at the lake. Yeah. Uh and and saying, uh, I'm gonna do what I wanna do and I'll go back and fit relationships and the church of Jesus Christ into my life where it's convenient. Mm-hmm. If you find that in Scripture, I'll give you my house. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not there. And I'm not talking legalism. A weekend at the lake is a blast mm-hmm. and a gift from God. I'm not talking legalism. I'm talking checking up and checking out. And and oftentimes what happens is we'll sit and complain about how the world's going, and we checked up and checked out mm-hmm. instead of being in the fight. I, if I read the book correctly, and I'm pretty sure I do, the point of heaven is rest, and life on earth is a vapor. Mm-hmm. So I've heard people say, life's a marathon. I'm like, no, it's not. Mm-hmm. That's not what the book says. The book says it's a sprint, and I get to rest. I get to enter into my rest. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have my soul satisfied, my needs met, and have all the fun in the world for eternity. Mm-hmm. In the meantime... Proclaiming the name and the love of Jesus Christ is to be what compels us. And and that urgency and mindset, and I, I'm being repetitive, but without the legalism, I don't mean mm-hmm. you can't get a condo for a month in the middle of February. I might join you, <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm not talking about being legalistic. I'm talking about checking up and checking out. Mm-hmm. And and it's kind of the American way or the American dream. It's not in the book anywhere. Yeah, it's it's one of those ways in which our culture, um, you know, the, the scripture talks about the difference between the mindset of the world and the mindset of the believer. It's one of the ways in which our culture competes against what God is asking us to do. Yeah, for and sure. And so just keeping our eyes peeled and uh, looking for those opportunities to step in the meaningful purpose is a really, really big deal. Well, Jeff, thanks for sharing your heart on that. I know that that can be, um, that can mess with some of us, and it probably should, because um, in our flesh, our tendencies are always to try to get selfish first. Yeah. Well, uh, thanks everyone for joining us for our hundredth episode. One hundred. One hundred. I feel like I'm almost that old after doing this many episodes with you. Uh, <laughs> sorry, that's not <laughs> no, true at all. It's fair enough, Joe. Let's yeah. be honest. Oh, you know, there was one thing that uh, you said before we wrap this up that uh, you said, and it made me think. You mentioned the interns. Yeah. And in our last episode, we teased uh, Audrey, the intern that's sitting and listening to these episodes. The whole point of an internship is not to be someone that does all the labor. That's right. The point of an intern is to learn from those that know what they're doing. And so when we think of like, well, that's what the interns are for. No, the interns are there not to just learn from staff, but to learn from those seasoned believers, those older adults that know how to love and care and do the ministry that God, they need to learn from you as much as they need to learn from their superior in the office. That's 100% right. Like, like Audrey, like being here and our other, other interns of the church, like, 
I just use her as an example. She's done what she can do. She's like, I will put myself in this environment. Mm-hmm. If you check up and check out, or or belit- like go go clean my car, you know mm-hmm. that kind of stuff we joke about, but we don't really do. That's what I mean. The the I just talk Grace Church for a second. The average church in North America has one person in their twenties in it, and probably one to two people who are teenagers. If you think about the average church that is small, old, and dying. That's a church I grew up in. Yep, it's a church I grew up in, too. Me and, like, two of my friends were the youth group. Me and my two cousins. (laughs) When you talk about Grace Church, that literally has thousands of teenagers and hundreds of college students. What do you want from them? Mm-hmm. And they they carry weight like our interns they oh they work you know but they do ministry work not not clean a car out work uh-huh. you know so that that's why Audrey like rolled her eyes at me when I said that she's I think she knew I was joking if not um, wax it while you're at it but <laughs> but the but like it's like a joke you know yep but like I'm like you've got thousands of kids thousands of young adults hundreds of young adults. And you're gonna go to the beach. Mm-hmm. Like this is a gold mine. It's a gold mine for the kingdom of God. And they're 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 here. They're not arguing with you. They're open to the things of Jesus. They believe in the same church that you're a part of. Mm-hmm. Like th- there's there's not generational conflict. There's generational misunderstanding. Like that's just the way that it is. But I'm like, oh my gosh, don't. This is a big deal. They like, don't miss that. Yeah. And it, I think it's a gift from God. And it will keep you young, it will keep you healthy, and it'll keep you mentally sharp because they're going to ask you questions yes, and are. you're going to like, ah, my brain hurts right now. But it's, a, it's an awesome thing. It's so, so good. It's so good. Well, if you would like to celebrate our 100th episode with us, we'd like to do that with you as well. So here's free tattoos. Here's what we're actually going to do. Uh, <laughs> I, li- I thought that was the idea we were going with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yep. Uh, so what we can do, uh, what we're asking for you to do is to celebrate with us uh, by actually sharing your favorite episode on social media. And so go through, maybe there was one that stuck out to you. Maybe it's even this one. You're like, wow, this is kind of messing with me. I don't know. Share that on social media. And then if you message us through the contact form that we always talk about at bath.grass. <laughs> of course that would happen it's on this episode. a lot of episodes, Joe. Uh, at bath.gracechurches.org slash mixed messages. You can fill out that form or you can just direct message us on social media. Uh, at Grace Church Bath, uh, we would like to enter you into a drawing for a pretty rockin' prize. And so if you share that episode, message us that you did so on our form or DM us through our uh, Grace Church social media account, we would love to enter you into that drawing. Now, we also want to celebrate with everybody, because we're not all going to win that drawing. Uh, you can stop by our office or the coffee bar at our Gent or Montrose location at the Bath Campus, and everyone will get a mixed messages sticker if you want one. So you can stop by that coffee bar and grab one there. And if you're not in town, you're like, I listen from somewhere else where that's not feasible, we would love to mail you one. Just reach out, and we'd like to get you that sticker as well to celebrate uh, the 100th episode of Mixed Messages And if together. you live somewhere we're warm in February. I will personally deliver it if you <laughs> if you fly me first class down. <laughs> I'll do it for economy class. So <laughs>
So uh, truly, thank you for listening, not only to this episode, but to, to this podcast in general. It means a lot. This is something that is a big deal and a prayerful deal for Jeff and I, um, and we are happy to hopefully uh, offer a helpful resource as much as we can. Uh, if you like what you're hearing, make sure you subscribe, rate, review, follow us, and if you're looking for a church family, you can always join us on the weekend. Thank you so much for jumping in with us today during our 100th episode, uh, and always as we continue to seek God's voice through all the mixed messages around us. See you next time.